Welcome to Milkmaid's Podcast, the unconventional homesteading podcast. I'm Stephanie from Wyoming. And I'm Tara from Montana. Join us each week as we take a deep dive into an inclusive homesteading topic from canning, dairy animals, gardening, animal husbandry, and everything in between. Hey, Tara. Hey. How's it going? Fingers crossed we do not lose this one. We <laughs> recorded a whole ass episode. It's just gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone you and lose something like that it's fine it's fine Tara's very upset about it it was a good episode yeah we'll just re-record it some other it wasn't the good thing about it Tara is it wasn't like a specifically timely episode it was just like an interesting episode yeah so it could really get plugged in at any point right we'll do it it'll be fine this is okay and you you were like oh we could do it today or we could do this one that we're gonna do today and I was like absolutely absolutely not <laughs> I'm burnt out on the other one. I need to forget about, about it. it. Right. Yeah. I need to like yeah. have a goldfish memory right now and just forget about it. And then right. we can come back to it and I won't be so grumpy about it. That's understandable. I get Thank it. Thank you. Thank I you for it. validating me. It's fine. So <laughs> who are we shouting out this week? Our shout out this week goes to Anne Bell of Wilder Creations. Anne is an indigenous artist and is, and is a member of the Fort Nelson First Nation. And that's in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. In BC. Yeah. Well, yes. yeah. That's where Anne is. Yes. First Nation may expand. Right. Past that. Well, I'm not sure. Right, right. Did not look up the boundaries. But it's in around that area. Yes. <laughs> Anne has been inspired and taught by her mother and other amazing women in her family. And what she does is amazing beadwork. And it's not even just her beadwork that's amazing. It's truly her artwork. Her beading work is truly out of this world. And Steph found her through the Muckluck Story Boot program. She has made a couple designs for them, but one rose pattern design she made is truly stunning. And we've never seen anything like it before. You sent it to me immediately, Steph. I know. And I don't think you can buy I don't think you can buy that specific boot, but it no. was like Yeah, it like took my breath away. I'd love right. it. So I know. pretty. And they look so warm. And these ones were really long too. But she does make several different types. Anne carries on native traditional beadwork through the creation of custom products such as mo- such as moccasins, mittens, and more. You can find her wonderful creations and contact her to order your own on Facebook or Instagram at Wilder Creations. We'll have that link in our show notes as well. And we have to mention she has many other talents. And she is also one of us, a farm girl, right? Right. Right. She helps run her family cattle ranch in BC. She is also a beekeeper and a forager, which all about that life. Love it. Love it. And these things have also led her to create beautiful soaps, salves, and other products too. So be sure to check those out. And she makes salves with like her foraged materials too. Mm-hmm. And stuff from her beehives. And yeah, it's very cool. And she has made a pair of moccasins for her grandbaby. And since I've seen them, I can't stop wanting those for my kids and your kids and all the kids we need them they're so cute yes they're so cool so definitely check her work out yeah we'll have the link posted below or below (laughs) if you could just scroll down from here (laughs) they're literally right under us (laughs) (laughs) they are kind of below i guess where you push play typically but Mm -hmm. anyhow show notes if you want to (laughs) If you want to reach out to us about literally anything, email us at milkmaidspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us um, on Facebook or Instagram at Milkmaids Podcast. 
And please leave us a review on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. There was something I was going to say as far as podcast business or like before we get started. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, that I lost a whole ass episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about that again. (laughs) No, there was... I mean, it must not be that important. I don't, I don't feel oh, like you're having anything. a baby? Yeah, I guess I could talk about that. But no, I don't remember what it was. Okay. It must not have been that important. So what's been going on in your farm? Oh, we moved the sows to their farrowing house a little bit early. I would say like maybe three weeks early, something like that. Just because it's a pain in the ass to do if you're on a time crunch. So if like you can start doing it earlier, it's not such a pain in the ass. And actually they moved brilliantly because we just shoveled out the snow where we wanted them to go. So Oh, I was going to ask you. Okay. Yeah. They Created don't like a tunnel. Right, right. Mm-hmm. They don't like to go through deep snow. No animals really do. Not even the right. calf can be pulled or shown where to go through the deep snow. So it worked out really well. They're moved. They're happy. For some reason, Moira pushed all of her very nice, dry, warm straw outside. So I had to like go put it back inside today. Why? I don't understand. Well, now we've determined who's been breaking the shelters. Yeah. No, it's like, I will not live in comfort. (laughs) I will not be comfortable. Absolutely not. This is too nice. (laughs) I would rather sleep on boulders. Thank you. (laughs) Right. It's sad because a boar does miss them, but he's okay. He's so he, sweet. He is a good boy. Have you ever farrowed them together? Or have you always had... I know you, you haven't had the, that specific boar, but like, have you ever farrowed more than one pig in the same area? Do you or have mean you always like, had them separated? No, I always separate them just because I've never had them like within one or two days of each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because if you farrow one a week ahead and then another one's a week behind... Mm-hmm. The big pigs yeah. will take all the colostrum from the new mom, and then the rest will die. The That's so pigs. interesting. They'll leave their mom. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, they, don't, they don't care. No. That's the thing about pigs. They really don't care about literally anything. No. And yeah. I think that these pigs, the breeds I have, just would let whatever nurse. Yeah. Uh, just because they have really good They're maternal chill. instincts. So yeah, they're going to be three weeks apart, so it's best to just keep them separated for now. Yeah, and you have an amazing spot for that, too. Yeah. I was just curious. Right. So that's Sweet. happening. and I, have I can't wait sh- for piggy pictures. Yeah, they're going to be really cute. They're going to be so cute. <laughs> and then all I have left to do is give shots to the calf. She, The way that vaccines work mm-hmm. is you want to establish an immune reaction and train the immune system up. So she had them um, six weeks ago. And then four weeks ago, and then this will be our her third sh- like stretch of them. So right. today is our last day of shots, I guess, for a while. Yeah. So I have to do that today, which I'm not looking forward to because it's really cold. But that's about it. Are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. They're just intramuscular, so that's actually pretty easy with a cow. Is she okay with it? No. Or does she? No, right. <laughs> <laughs> She's not okay with anything. Right. Yeah, that's to be expected. I would suppose. Right. Right. Oh gosh. What about you? Um I don't know that there's anything massive on the farm front. I did this has been since we recorded last, right? The pregnancy test. Uh we I haven't talked so. about it, no. Yeah. So I ended up uh I posted all of this on our Instagram and Facebook stories. Now it's in a highlighted section if you guys missed it and want to circle back and see it. We did talk about this in the um cow 
artificial insemination episode too. But if you remember, I had that abortion scare with Virgie and I'm not, I'm still not sure exactly what that was. Um, I was like, can pigs or not pigs, can cows get implantation bleeding? And you're like, not three weeks later. And I was like, I don't know how cows work. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine so. That would be really bizarre. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, so I don't know. For any of you that missed that, though, I basically found her like three weeks after. Well, it was almost four weeks, I think. I think it was close to 30 days after we bred her. I found blood in manure, and then I found blood coming out of her vulva. So uh, that was like, what in the world's going on? And I mean, the only thing is that potentially it was just something weird, or potentially she was a aborting the calf for some reason yeah and so anyhow the long and the short of it is there was nothing to do but wait and see and so we waited and seed and now (laughs) um it's been over 60 days now since we bred her so i went ahead and tested her with the p test the letter p dash test and um by coincidence it is testing urine so anyhow And all of that was on her Instagram, but it does show that she is pregnant and it does show that she's early term pregnant, which is exactly where she should be. The only thing that I have rattling around in the back of my head is that a lot of the pregnancy tests, you don't want to test until like 60 days after they have had their calf because there's still the hormones there, right? Mm -hmm. So if she did slough that calf at the beginning of December, December 13th, I would still be close to that zone right yeah whether it's 30 or 60 days or what have you so anyhow there's a chance that that may not be correct what i know from that test is that she either is or was pregnant right so at least i know it worked the breeding right. that's, that's all that's all it really encouraging me for certain um i'm guessing because she's not coming to heat again we've seen no other signs i'm guessing she is pregnant yeah that's my my strong interpretation of the test. Um, if it comes back different, though, I, I know why, anyhow. So Yeah, at least you have answers. Yeah. And then speaking of being pregnant, psst, I'm still pregnant. I'm <laughs> that confident of that one. Right. <laughs> um, so today is January 10th. I'm due January 15th. If we drop off the face of the planet, that's why. So we'll um, do something to update you guys when we can. But just so you know, we... Um, are doing our best to try and get ahead, but we're quickly running out of time to do that. So right, there's um, just too many kids like between us that really, you know, need yeah. attention as well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Surprise, surprise. So um, anyhow, if if we drop off, then you guys can probably just guess that that's that's what I'm busy doing. Right. So. <laughs> There's this old ranch guy that every time I was pregnant, he's like, "Oh, when you get a calf, yeah." <laughs> and yeah, he didn't I, mean it any other other any other way than you know, like, "Oh, when you can have your baby." It just was always funny to me. It never offended me. Oh no, that he never would offended. always say, "When you get a calf." <laughs> I make jokes about it too because, like, in talking about like birthing, like it should be easier this time. I'm not a heifer, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Full blown cow now, right? <laughs> like. Yeah, we've we've been joking and like I joke with people. I'm like, who schedules who like you schedule this shit, right? Like, but right. who schedules a January calving? It's so weird. Right. And look <laughs> so, at you. Right, here I am calving in January. So <laughs> Oh god. I know. I wish you planned it better so I could drive there. I know. But no. I know. It's just too ridiculous to do right now. To drive. Like I thought about it, but it's like way oh. too scary. Yeah, no, and it's like it's one of those things where this 
next week you'd be fine. The roads are like dry as pavement. They're yeah. Dry as dry pavement. as pavement. That makes <laughs> zero sense. <laughs> if pavement is dry, that is how dry that they are. Right, right. Um, they're down to pavement is what I meant. But you could come and then the weather could change. Like last week, we got like 36 inches of snow in three days, you know? So it's ridiculous. You just, you just never know what you're going to run into. I appreciate you offering. Anyhow. I didn't offer. I just said I can't come down. I can't? Well, you <laughs> thought about it. I did. At least that's well, what you said. Yeah. You're well, points. and it, it wasn't for you. It oh, wasn't good. for you. It was good. for your animals. Good. Really. Good. But you figured it out. I told Tara I like was typing out all my directions for um, the people helping me With whenever the animals. I yeah whenever I do birth, and um, I told Tara I'm like okay you're in charge the animals if they yeah if they need anything and right she's probably like what are you talking about but here's the thing if you ever have to leave your farm for any reason and you want a true break find somebody you can delegate a hard decision to yeah right if I'm birthing a child. <laughs> I do not want somebody calling me, telling me my cow's down. Do you want me to give her this medication or that medication? Right. Right. Not my problem. (laughs) Call Sarah. Yeah. Not a good time. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. Anyways. So (laughs) speaking of planning, this episode's kind of a silly one too, that feel like we're going a little bit off the rails as far as our usual kind of heavy duty topics, which is kind of nice too, but it's uh, the beginning of the year, right? Which is... For a lot of people, a time of reflection, a time of, right, we talked about this a little bit last episode of New Year's resolutions and what have you. We're not really New Year's resolutions people, but as far as planning goes, it's a great time to do that. And part of the reason in farming in our world is that it's the dead of the season, right? Like we're far enough from the season and we still have a ways to go to the next season of farming. So that's one reason. The other reason is fiscally right? A lot starts and stops at the beginning of the year. Exactly. It's also a nice time to look back at your numbers from the previous calendar year and go forward. So anyhow, we are going to talk about farm planning. That was a really long intro to farm planning. If look, if you know Stephanie by now, (laughs) I can't stop talking. We can't keep it short. No, no, I cannot. No, No. I appreciate that about you. I remember, what was I talking to you about the other day? That I was going to buy this one item. And all I had to say was, I'm going to buy this item on Monday. And instead, I told her, like, the shop owner's name and where she moved here from and how long she's had a shop and why right. she's not currently open on Friday, but that she would be open on Monday because of oh, this. Oh, right. Yes. Why? No, that's because I was going to send you a solid dish bar. Why am I like this? Right. Yeah. And- I could have just said, I'm going to buy it on Monday. Yeah. That's all. No, I love that about you because I'm also the same way. And then, you know what enrages me is when people, you do that, like on Messenger, uh-huh. and then they respond with a thumbs up. Right. I'm never a thumbs up person. No. No. It's, uh... Your husband does that, by the way. Does he really? Yeah. I never message him. <laughs> He's a he thumbs up person. thumbs up person. <laughs> so the question for today uh, is, are you a thumbs aggressive. up person or well, not? not? We are not. We skipped the icebreaker. That's the icebreaker. Yeah. Cool. Do you respond? We actually made it so we can't respond <laughs> with the thumbs up. Ours is a pumpkin. Ours is a pumpkin, right? Because yeah. you can change the theme. On your and the pumpkin messenger. has a totally different meaning. Right. How it's many happy. people have turned off the episode at this point? <laughs> <laughs> now they're talking about pumpkins. Cool. Right. Bye. Right. Well, what are we talking about today? <laughs> 
<laughs> farm, farm planning. planning. Right. Passive aggressive messaging, apparently. <laughs> oh my God. So good. Um, that went Brian on way I, longer. <laughs> right. Brian and I started doing um, this farm meeting, right? Which sounds insane. Um, especially because when we started it, we had like six chickens. I mean, like this is like we had nothing. It was the that two of us. That is the most Stephanie thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, here, it makes sense. So Brian and I have very different personalities. They're very compatible right. personalities. Right, right. Very different personalities. So he's a Sagittarius. What do you expect? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, I I have this tendency to think that I can tackle the entire world all in a, like a 24-hour period. Exactly. No sweat. Like, it'll be so easy. I've got this, right? Yeah. And I tend to be a dreamer. I have like super unrealistic expectations of how things are going to go, <laughs> which makes me want to do all of the things all at once. Brian, on the other hand, is very rational and um, slow to conclusion. So he thinks through things. <laughs> whereas right. I skip that entirely. Yeah. No need for that. No, 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 no. And he's like, okay, you want to do all this by Sunday. He's like, but really, we'll be lucky to get this done in nine months or what have you, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's better at time management and um, the reality of, of tasks and chores and finances and such. I don't trouble myself with those things. So <laughs> the problem here is when you have two people that are like that, it's fantastic. Um, if you're one of those personalities, find the other because two dreamers end up broke in the Andes with a herd of sheep and nothing else, right? <laughs> like that's, that's what happens. Um, so you need that grounding, right? But the farm meeting became a neutral way for us to present some points and make it to where I did not buy all of the animals at, at the time in Colorado. <laughs> that was my good, good. Yes. goal, right? Like I was well on my way to spending all of the money I did not have on all of these animals that I had no time to take care of, but like I wanted them. So that was the deal. So for us, um, it just, it just created a way for us to sit down and really both. I mean, it was as much of a mental exercise for me to sit down and be like, okay, what do I want to bring up? Like, what is the most important things for me, right? To try to convince him we can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, or have. So you always want to make a case. That's oh, like I your do. favorite thing it's, to do. It really is. Like, and yeah. I have this other particular gift for arguing when people are in agreement with me. Yes, you're really good it's at it. It's my favorite time to argue, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm like, well, but this. He's you like, need to look at yes, these I points. said yes. But I made <laughs> a PowerPoint. Right? Well, listen. Oh, my gosh. So um, we do ours on New Year's Day. And it's always just been a tradition of ours. Um, we don't stay up late and party, unfortunately. It's a thing no. of our pasts. Right. So instead, um, we like start a fire and have snacks and do this farm meeting, right? It's like a whole nice thing. So did you do that this year? This year we did not. Okay. Yet. Um, it's been just baby prep, baby prep, baby prep. Right. I think at some point we will sit down and go pen to paper on it um, because we've had a lot of talk, just casual talk, right? Which then leaves you with like, well, what did we decide on that? Two years ago, anyhow, when the business was like pretty full swing and we were ready to make it like going to markets and selling on a more public platform, this farm meeting took a week and a half. Like, I mean, it was days and on the weekends it was like six yeah. hours, seven hour, eight hour days. It was, it's intense. So, but we had a big need, right? Because we were interacting with the public, needed to make plans and reservations yeah. and what have you. Whereas this year we're not, this year we are doing it strictly for us. 
couple family members if there's extra, like we're doing zero promises. So this year we're a lot more laid back on it, which may bite us in the butt later. <laughs> you never know. But we've, we've had casual conversation at different points, but we need to, we need to get our act together because one of the, right. One of the things like I want to get across, if you guys are like, wow, this is way too type A for me. I'm never doing a farm meeting. There's several things that a farm meeting can help you with. And one is if you and your partner have different right expectation levels, um, it can help you get on the same page. Sure. Great. Or if you don't have a partner, if you have team members or what have you, right. Salespeople and farm chore help or whatever the case is, right? Yeah. Um, it's good to do. Also, um, in today's day and age, especially, we used to do it this way before COVID um, to spread out expense because we farming, you frequently have cash flow issues. That's just part of it. You're rolling in it end of summer, fall, beginning of fall, and the rest of the year can kind of be, eh. Yeah. So for us, financially, if you have your situation figured out, we're going to do this many chickens, this many pigs, this many cows, what have you, you can take that information and then go online, call your supplier, whatever it is, and get yourself ordered in January, even though you're not going to be using these things until May or June or whatever, right? And A, that helps spread out some of the finances. Some people want money right off the bat. Some people don't want money until you pay or until you receive the item. Um, but more importantly, potentially post-COVID times is that you get those reservations in. So now you're on the first of the list instead of the bottom. And you can make sure you have those items for your customers. So there's more than one reason to, to do a farm meeting. Do you guys do any sort of farm planning or you guys just roll with it? No, but I really think that we should because casually I'll be like, okay, so how many chickens do you want to get this year? And the answer is always, <laughs> I don't know. I think mm -hmm. that if I brought numbers like you, I need to channel my inner Stephanie. It is fairly type A. Because if I it brought, just helps. right. And it's like, then I'm left with the decision making mm -hmm. all on my own, which as anyone knows is really hard yeah. too. So uh, I think if we were on the same page, it would be a lot nicer. Yeah, totally. And I think that my twins are old enough too, that a lot of these animals that we're going to be dealing with are theirs. Mm -hmm. So we have at least what one two three four at least four animals coming that are going to be just yeah. theirs so we need to include them and decide what they want to do yeah. as well and that'll that's like a great yeah if you have older kids it's a great way to empower them in making decisions on their property too for yeah, sure it's huge especially your kids are so interested in helping with all of the aspects you know whether that be like a oh, building yeah. project for the animals or yeah decisions on hay or what have you they're very they're very into it, but it may be a good way if you guys have kids that aren't innately into it, um, into farming, that it might be a good way to engage them if they feel like they have a little power in it. A little sad. Yeah, or just have a voice. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, I don't like doing the pigs because of this. Right. And you'd be like, okay, I validate that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just nice to have everyone's voice be heard. Totally. So what I thought we could do is I pulled <laughs> my 15-page meeting. It truly is 15 <laughs> I can type pages. all this out, you guys. On She's not um, lying. Because we have to reference these things later. Fift I pulled up my 15-page meeting from 2020, which uh, 2021 was kind of when we decided to scale down the farm, which is why I didn't include that one because it's less of a... It's less of an interesting meeting, I guess. It was more of more, of more okay. sadness of like, what are we doing? Why are we scaling down? You know, that whole thing. So... Anyhow, I'm just going to kind of like 
graze through the types of things that we talk about. Obviously, this will be different for everybody. And then Tara, you just like pepper in wherever you have considerations or what have you. So we always start with the current situation. Um, And I always title that current and then go through each of the groups of animals. So for example, we board horses here too. Um, So I have like horses, hay, and then I write out all my suppliers um, that I use that year. My grain source, I write that out. My f- do you rate them? Like what's your yeah. favorite hay supplier to your yes. least favorite? Um, now, this was 2020 where you had full reign of whatever supplier you wanted. 2021, right. we got what we got. It was so right. dry. And you were happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. But we have met enough people and have enough suppliers and we know which fields we like, you know, or who. Or the animals the like. easiest supplier to work with or who's the closest or exactly. what have you. So. I typically do pay attention to that because I don't know Perfect. about how it is where you are or where everybody else is, but typically around the first of the year is when I reach out to these suppliers and get on their list. Um, yeah. And it's just a quick text message or a Facebook message or whatever, however these people operate, however they operate and say, Hey, this is Stephanie and I need to reserve for 20 ton. Please put me on your list, you know? So, um, yeah. because Hey goes quick. Hay goes quick, and if you're not on people's lists, you're going to get forgotten. So, um, hay, grain, farrier, and vet. I make notes of all of those, like who we used this past year. And um, if they're good, I write good, right? Like the vet, good. That's the vet we're using. If something needs attention, like for example, the next line down, I have cows and I have housing listed because I knew that was a topic. And I just wrote needs attention, right? Um, so you just want to address it. Yes. Because this current aspect is just to be like, let's just take a quick assessment of what we have going on currently or what we've had going on this past year and then suss out. Right. Cause we, now we don't even need to talk about the horses anymore. They're all good. All the categories on the horses were fine. Done. They're done with the meeting. Right. 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 But every, every bullet point I had under cows all needed attention at the beginning of 2020. So, um, pastures, summer grazing, feeding minerals, the whole nine yards. I do goats. The other farmyard animals are like our llama and pig, um, our potbelly pig. I have notes about the chicken layers, which is funny. Now looking at this, I had 26 hens and two roosters. Exactly a year later, I would have 160 hens. It was ridiculous. (laughs) So anyways, um, Cornish cross, um, where, so the items I just mentioned, um, are all things that don't really require a lot of numbers. Chick, the layers, we did do that. So when I go into this meeting, I go into my QuickBooks and I print out my reports on how much money eggs brought in that past year. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, and ideally, um, I go through my receipts and I total up how much layer feed costs. Ideally. In a perfect world. Yeah. Um, there has been years where I'm like, I don't want to know, which is why I'm not a good business mm-hmm. person. <laughs> um, I need if I to, ignore it, it's not really happening. What I need to do is figure out how to do itemized QuickBooks stuff. I'm not, this is one of those things that makes farming hard is that you have to wear all of the caps and wear them well. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not a great accountant despite my type A. It's just, I don't know enough about it. So anyhow, Bring as many numbers to these meetings as you can, because if you find that you're just losing money, that may say 
I'm not adding any more chickens. I'm just keeping the ones that I have or what have you. So we go into Cornish Cross and under these type of items that are very products sold to customers, I do like successes and failures. So we talk about what were the successes in our Cornish Cross? Well, that year we had an excellent mortality rate. I think it was zero that, that in 2019. Um, and our chicken tractors worked really well. What was our failures? We used three inch feeders and we learned um, towards the end of the season that we felt like that was inhibiting us, right? So proposed changes, um, this is where we're just like shouting things out. Uh, for us, we talked about a water system. We talked about a different wheel attachment. We talked about a different handle lever for our tractors. And we talked about a different brooder setup. Again, this is where we just kind of like bullet point some stuff out and keep moving. We did the same sort of success failures for pigs um, and went over the pig numbers. Same, same sort of situation for bees and numbers and the garden success, failure, numbers, et cetera. That kind of wraps up our current. That gives us a good idea of how we both felt things went the previous year. And that's, that's a good thing to do, whether you have a partner or whether you have employees that you just want to make sure everybody's happy and feeling heard. Because there's things that Brian's brought to my attention that that was a task that he's the only one who ever does it. And I had no idea it was a pain in the ass, you know? Yeah. So anyways, but that can be good for like employees or anybody helping you too, even if that's your children. Our next section that we go into is we talk about the new additions. So our first one we brought up was cows. <laughs> the questions I'll write out here are like, are we buying anymore? That year, the answer was no. Um, I, well, it used to be, this is the funny thing about our personalities. I made this like sweeping declaration of who we are as people. It used to be that if we had a baby on this farm, I wanted to keep it. Yeah. Adamantly wanted to keep it. Um, right. That's since changed. Now it's Brian who wants to keep <laughs> all of the things. But here's the deal. Baby cows are really freaking cute. Oh, right? gosh. They are so adorable. Those a, big, long eyelashes. Right? If you do not have a plan before you see that thing, you're in trouble. It already has it's your number. the worst. <laughs> right. So, I already sold the one that I have inside of Dixie right now because did you yeah 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 I'm just yeah not doing it because like you yeah. said it's hard they're very cute yeah so um Maribel was this year was set to have her baby in June and we had already made plans the first of January what we were going to do with that calf if it was going to be a heifer we would do this a bull do this a seer salt do that right so um that way we know before it even hits the ground there's no discussion to be had it's already been the decision's been made then we talked about who we were breeding, when, um, if we were breeding. We talked about what bowl we would use, um, if we needed to buy semen, where we would source it, that kind of stuff. So same sort of situation for goats, buying any more um, plans for the kids, and then breeding plans. Same for the chickens, same for the Cornish cross. The Again, like the things that go to customers, it just has a lot more um, in depth as far as the things that, I, that we cover because there's more to be specific about, right? Yeah. So the Cornish Cross, we just decided, are we doing them? Yes or no. And then um, we talked about our batch sizes that we were going to do, which is hysterical looking at this. We thought for this, this first year of, this was the first year that we sold Cornish Cross in markets and stuff, as opposed to like just word of mouth people that we knew. Um, looking at our numbers there and then what our numbers actually ended up being by the end of the year, because we just kept selling out was five times that amount. So sometimes that happens too, but in the Cornish cross, we were talking about, 
um, improvements to the brooder and what we had planned to do, um, improvements to the tractors, etc. So um, all of that's listed. Now for things like Cornish Cross, for us on our scale, and I would lobby to say this is probably pretty similar for most of our listeners who do sell to customers, most of you are probably processing yourselves and, and most of you probably have a season, right? Like I'm not doing Cornish Cross right now with three foot of snow on the ground, for example. Right. So for us, I put in a chart, a table of batch number, hatch date, the date that then that, whoa, the date then that they would go to pasture. And then I always do two processing dates for my birds. I like to process most of the roosters the first or at week seven and process most of the hens at week eight. It just gives a more consistent carcass for me. Yeah. Um, so I can say if the hatch date is this, that means they're going to go to pasture on this date. I can't have more chicks show up before those other ones go to pasture. Right. right. So that's what helps me keep the tightest because what'll happen, especially since COVID is that you'll have this plan like, Oh, whenever I get these chicks moved to pasture, I'll just order some to show up, you know, the next, that next week. Right. That didn't work in 2020. Didn't work in 2021. Um, I don't know if it's going to work this year. You have to get your orders in early, like now, um, to to get the dates that you absolutely want. So for us having that stuff on the calendar is imperative. And now I have my chart in my meeting notes that after the meeting's over or the next day or what have you, I can jump on Moyer's website, click the dates I want, click the number of chicks, put my card in, done. That task, I've just ordered all of my chicks for the entire year. Perfect. Um, which is nice because then it takes that entire task that you say you're doing four batches would have needed to be addressed four different times in a year. Um, now it's just done. So we did the same sort of discussion with pigs adding in where to send to processing that doesn't apply to anything else we do same sort of discussion with bees if we were adding hives where we were getting said hives where we were getting the equipment for the hives how much all of this was going to cost and and from there we can decide whether that's realistic or not right the garden was planned out in a similar fashion i suppose we did talk about our spacing if we were adding any more spacing like if we were adding any more raised beds we're adding an herb garden. Um, we talked about new tools, how much this would cost. Do you want to get that? Oh, that costs too much. We'll try and push that till next year or what have you. And then we set some deadlines for ourselves. So we set a deadline for the end, end of February for seed planning and ordering, right? That's just, just something we had. So also while I'm doing this, I have my planner set out or you can just find or whatever, however you keep track of dates. And I write that in my planner. Like make sure final seed order goes out today, right? And you use a special kind kind of planner, don't you? Yeah. So um, I actually had um, our friend Tracy ask us about this too, but um, my planner is not farming related. Um, mine isn't either. Yeah. It's just, uh, I get mine from plumpaper.com or dot something. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, the reason I like plum paper is because I am so type A and I want things done just so. So in Plum Paper, you can go in and when you order your planner, you you can type in exactly how you want each column labeled. You can pick a layout. This box over here, I want that labeled seeds to start this week or what have you, right? Right. So you can turn it into a farm planner that's specifically customized to your farm if you want to. They are not cheap. I will say that. 
But I, for me and my type A and how heavily I rely on a planner, I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the one that I use. And you don't. And mine just, mine stays, yeah, mine has, it's just like a full moon one. So it tells you the moon cycle on every single day. Right. That's just it what would. I prefer. <laughs> it would. <laughs> but your, and your, but, your planner does your entire life usually. Yeah. Mine continue, mm-hmm. like it's my whole life. So yeah. what I do is I leave it open on the counter where I can see it. Yeah. So every day I just look and then I can easily add. And then there's a place in the back for notes if I need to write a note for that month or whatever. So yeah, just if you have half a mind to keep a planner, just do it. It just helps. Um, or put at, at a minimum, put deadlines in your phone because unless you're just way better at time management than I am, which is very realistic possibility. But um, I tend to lose track of the small things and then I have to do a panic to get the big thing done, right? Yep. Yep. Like, okay. That's my go-to. The seeds need started now. Well, how many seeds are we starting? How much are we doing? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I can divvy out some of this stuff, I do a lot better. So, yeah. So, the garden, we set a bunch of deadlines on that front. The orchard, we that's a topic for us. Are we adding trees? What's our budget? What's our wish list items? Any improvements to the actual orchard space? Turkeys are just relatively the same as the Cornish. Um, and then some things that we had talked about as like the animals to add was sheep, ducks, and guineas. All of those got a no. They, they still have a no. I put guineas on they there still every have a no. year. They never make oh, the list. Oh, come on, Brian. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? I've been lobbying for guineas since about 2016, probably. Um, yeah. And he said no for the same reasons every time that uh, we have not been in a space where we could contain them and we don't have the space where we can let them be free. Um, oh, right. And, uh, my, my free spirit's like, we'll just figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's me. Now look at me. Now I'm like, Oh man, he was right. Like, right. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. We might need to edit that out. Tear that whole, he listens. Um, <laughs> So anyhow, um, the next big topic are projects because, um, any farm I think has a project list us, especially that year, because, well, we'd only lived here for two years at that point. And anytime you move, there's a lot of customization that needs to happen. I don't care what property you buy. Some properties are slightly more turnkey than others, but, um, ours was definitely not turnkey for the operation we were trying to run. So for us, that was the year that we built the greenhouse. So we said, are we doing the greenhouse? Yes or no. And went over the cost, went over the cost of what this greenhouse would be. We talked about the size of the greenhouse that we would like, where we were going to put it and a time allocation, how much time we thought it was going to take. And then also a due date, right? Especially for a garden item, you need to have that ready for, to capture the summer, right? So yeah, a due date. And then we scheduled based on the time allocation, what weekends we thought we were going to set aside for that project. So yeah, that was our big project that year. But if you don't go through these things, and this is, I think the time allocation and the finances were like the two things that Brian wanted to talk about the most. Whereas me, I just wanted to go down and say, yeah, well, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's <laughs> do that. Right. So if you, but if you don't have those things, laid out, you're just going to run out of both time and money. So yeah, we talked about doing an egg mobile. We did not plan to do that. <laughs> we have a note that we were going to do it in 2021. We did not do that either. We talked about a livestock scale, decided now. Um, we talked about a chicken tractor for the garden. 
We did make that. We, I hated it. It was built to hold a bowl, so I can't even move it. <laughs> um, we talked about an observation hive, an apiary, a chicken weighing station, a chicken watering station, a veggie washing station, on and on and on and on, you guys. So we, uh, these are just like project ideas that through the year or whatever, we said, hey, would, that would be nice. What do you think about if we added that or if we added this, right? A big one that we did in 2021 is we did um, our farm store makeover because yeah. up until that point, it was like seriously like a folding table in this weird green room with like a cooler. I mean, it was like not, it was more of a stand than a store. So that was a big one. We uh, went through the cost of everything from paint to displays, time allocation again, and then a scheduled start date when we were going to start it, when we wanted to have it done. So right, those are all the big projects we went over. We then talked about property improvement things, which is slightly less farming, but it, the property improvement things that we talked about was like our county does trees, the conservation district yeah. does trees, right? They're not what we would do to harvest food from to sell to customers, right? And in fact, you can't even do that with those trees, but they provide excellent shade for our animals, right? So yeah. anyways, that's that's what we mean by property improvement kind of stuff. It wasn't... Or like if you wanted to do a deck or something, right? Right. Well, yeah, I um, we kind of kept this a little bit more towards farming-related Farm. things. Flowers were, were in there, right? Which makes people appreciate our business when they pull up and things are manicured nicely and look pretty. Yeah. Right? Um, so things like that, that are like kind of farming adjacent, but not really profit items, I guess, if that makes any yeah, sense is, is totally kind of what we went over. If you do have a big personal project you want to get done, say you're doing a kitchen remodel, write that down because that's going to take up a month of your time, which you're not doing farm projects or what have you. Right. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I think that that could be included. That depends. And then we go over sales. So this is where we just look at all of our numbers, list all of our products, go over all of the numbers there. And then... We do another list of products that we want to add to our current inventory and what we think we need to do to get that done and what we think we might want to price that stuff at. In this particular year, we were talking about whether or not we were going to offer raw milk dairy because we hadn't done that up until that point. Oh, yeah. We talked about whether or not we were going to do farmer's markets, where we were going to go to the farmer's market, how much that the markets cost on each given day. How much were they just out of curiosity? Are the, I mean, the little one that I went to, what was it? I think it was like 10%, but with a cap of $15. So oh, okay. Like, I mean, you almost always, I think I always paid 15 bucks. Right. But uh, not very much. Whereas if you go to the, like the one in Jackson's more expensive, I know. Yeah. And some of the craft fair type things can be like a hundred bucks a table, you know? So right. Something to consider though, depending on what you think you're capable of selling. Right. Obviously. Anyway, so we we scheduled all of that. We also, because this was our first year doing markets, we went through a whole list of what we needed to have. Tables, canopy, banner, method for storing said food, t-shirts, pricing signs, all of that stuff. We went through and I set goals of when I would like to get that, that stuff made, ordered, what have you, to have everything ready. The next big topic we did was marketing. And again, some of this stuff won't matter if you're on a homesteading scale, but a lot of it does. And like I said, we did do a farm meeting on the home scale level too, or homestead scale level. But I talked about social media because that's not my strong suit. Obviously, everybody knows that at this point. Um, (laughs) I like went through and scheduled when I was going to post things. Yeah. Um, And I made rough ideas like, okay, I know that in the spring eggs pick up. So I'm going to do, I scheduled for April to do a big post about eggs, right? 
or anything yeah. I could think of that might help me stay on track through the year because I uh, hate being tied to social media. It's just not, it's not my strong suit. So it was definitely one of those areas I had to put a lot of emphasis on to force myself through it. Building the website, doing a bunch of branding and designing where I was going to get all this designing done, right? Labels for all these new products I was adding, who was going to do them, me, what sort of systems I was going to use to do that. Um, just a bunch of brainstorming type things. So from there, that pretty much wraps up where we ended it. Everybody's, everybody's topics will look slightly different, but I'm telling you guys, by the end of this meeting, I've got like a planner that's filled out a fantastic plan. Brian knows what's going on. He's got his tasks delegated to him. And, um, it really helps make your farm run smoothly, especially, like I said, when you can get those reservations in, have them ready to go. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, that's, that secures it. And then you're not stuck with anything you don't want to be stuck with, but you guarantee you have the product you need. So hopefully this helps you guys a little bit. Did you want to add anything? Just talk. No, that all sounds really good. No, it makes sense that you'd want to do that. And I think that ordering ahead and knowing your schedule because it's going to change obviously but like if it doesn't happen on the first week of March at least you know it's coming like chickens for instance there was a year that you were delayed by like several weeks weren't you well last year it was a really good thing that I didn't have the business full force I couldn't get chicks there was an egg shortage and it seemed to be all over the place because there's only so many people supplying eggs to these hatcheries right oh yeah so that that was a nightmare yeah, because the year before we had everything ordered on January 1st. Yeah. And that batch went out to pasture on a Saturday and the next batch arrived on a Tuesday or what have you, Wednesday. Yeah. And then and then 2021, I had some that were arriving like, because they had got bumped, which messed up my whole deal. Yeah, there's some things you can't account for. Um, egg shortages and COVID being two of them. It's just right. like, I think everybody's just trying to do the best they can. And that is what it is. Right. I, I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know what else to say about it. Like, yeah, you try and be as self-sufficient as you can, but certain things like Cornish cross broilers, you can't, you can't breed them there. You just no. have to rely on somebody to get them. Right. And there's a lot of things that you rely on when you're doing this. Yeah. yeah. But what I can tell you is I did get my orders because I was so to the top of the list. My orders did end up arriving. The people who ordered behind me, they did not get yeah. their orders, period. Right. Right. So further peer pressure to do your farm meeting. For sure. And get that all figured out at the beginning of the year so yeah. you can order seeds like now, right. today. Today. At this yeah. hour and this minute. Or next week after we talk about garden planning, if we do that. If I don't have oh, a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a baby. It's just an inside baby opposed to an outside baby. <laughs> an inside baby. <laughs> Better than indoor outdoor, I guess. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, on that happy note, um, we may happy see you guys game. next week with an episode. We may not. If you don't have an episode, you'll have a baby on the outside. So you have something. We'll be something. happy milking and I'll be happy birthing. Yep. We'll meet up happy when milking. we meet up. Happy milking. Bye. Bye.